0: Good morning, Uh, my name is McGray DeVega, and I'm the senior pastor at Hyde Park United Methodist Church in Tampa, and I'm grateful to be with you. Thank you for joining me for this uh, very unusual and uh, very difficult time for us in the Tampa Bay area and beyond, wherever you're watching. Uh, This is a worship experience unlike any that I've ever facilitated on a Sunday morning. because uh, of all the circumstances that we're dealing with but I'm grateful to have a chance to connect with you wherever you are whether you are hunkered down in your home or whether you've evacuated and found a safe shelter elsewhere uh, I'm grateful to have this chance to be with you much of what I have prepared uh, was written three days ago And so much has changed in these last 36, 48 hours, and it makes this time so unusual for us. So I may veer a little bit from what I've prepared, uh, speaking to you from uh, the heart, but uh, the important thing is that we're together, and I'm grateful for that. Wherever you are, I hope you're safe, and I'm grateful to have these next 30 minutes with you. Um, I'll offer a a prayer, a call to worship, um, read a scripture, offer some words of uh, pastoral guidance, and then end with some announcements uh, about uh, church operations. For the call to worship today, I want to share with you a line that my spiritual mentor uh, offered to me yesterday in the midst of some emotions that I was dealing with. I called him up, We had an emotional conversation and he shared a prayer that ended with this line. And I think it's a wonderful call to worship for us today. He said, Lord, help us to fix our eyes higher than the storm. Let us fix our eyes higher than the storm. And so no matter what you're feeling right now, no matter what busyness you're tending to, Thank you for joining me for these next 30 minutes where I hope that all of us, at least for this half hour, will be able to fix our eyes higher than the storm. Let us pray. God, thank you for the connection that we share in this moment. All of us would have much rather been in a sanctuary, worshiping you in our regular way. But we're here, wherever we are, connected not just through wireless digital capability but through your spirit anoint this time and indeed help us to lift our eyes to see you higher than the storms in Jesus name amen the scripture reading I want to offer to you today is from Mark chapter 4 verses 35 to 41 on that day when evening had come he said to them let us go across to the other side And leaving the crowd behind, they took with him, with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushions. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This ends the reading and the hearing of God's holy word. Uh, First of all, it occurred to me before I read the scripture, you should know where I am. Um, I am with family right now. I'm in Pinellas County. Uh, with my brother and sister-in-law and uh, their kids. Uh, They are in higher elevation and so uh, because we had to evacuate from Davis Islands yesterday, um, uh, they were gracious to have me here. Uh, Later on today I'll be going over to my sister-in-law's parents house, uh, which is I think about 61 feet above sea level and they have been working for years to hurricane proof their their property for just a moment like this so I'll be safe and uh, and the girls are uh, visiting their mother uh, for the next several days uh, in California in a trip that we had planned uh, over a month ago so they were able to get out yesterday and so in terms of my safety and the girls safety thank you for your prayers uh, we will be we will be okay I. Uh, picked this text because it is so pertinent to where we are and what we're feeling today. Uh, This has been quite a week, two weeks for us, for all of us. For many of us our nerves are frazzled and our minds are on high alert and our bodies are weary. Uh, I'm, I'm aware that our emotions have vacillated between fear for the future and a determined to press on. And it's been like this pendulum swift, this uh, shift where one moment over the past week we thought we'd be okay and then things took a turn about 48 hours ago and we started fearing and dreading the worst. The Gospel of Mark can identify with whatever you're feeling. And the first thing I want you to know is that whatever you are feeling in this moment is okay. Chances are very good that I'm feeling it too. Oftentimes we try to be strong, right? We try to put on a projected image of strength and bravery and courage to be an example uh, to those that we love and the people that we serve. And we feel like it's the right thing to do to hide our fears. And in some ways that's been very noble of you and I to do that over these last few days. But I I invite you, at least for the next 30 minutes that we're together, to go ahead and feel what you're feeling. Because after all, one definition of worship is that it is the, the pathos of human beings intersecting with the ethos of God. That means that the fullness of what we are and who we feel is okay to be expressed in worship because it is there that the ethos of God the the governing sense of love and power that God has intersects with our feelings. And that's when worship happens. Mark knows this. The way, the way Mark described that windstorm, that 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 storm in the Sea of Galilee, you would think that he was not only a meteorologist, but he was also a psychologist. Uh, describing both the conditions of the weather but also the conditions of the disciples. As they were in the boat, listen again. Mark said, "A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped." And you can you can almost see the fear in the disciples' faces as they feel like their safety is at risk, and their desperate pleas to bail water and plug up leaks and fill sandbags and wait in line for water and and wait in line for gas. All of these feelings were real to the disciples and they are real to you. Whatever you're feeling now, it occurs to me that one of the deep, profound feelings that you and I are feeling is regret. I've racked my brain over these last few days of things I wish I had done differently to prepare for a moment like this. And I know you have too. If only if only I had done this, if only I had been more prepared, if only I had evacuated, or if only I had done something with the house before I evacuated. Maybe you're racking your brain now for last minute preparations, hoping you don't forget to do something before the power goes out, or before before the winds start to really pick up. Regret is a natural and emb- Deeply difficult emotion to deal with. I want you to know that's okay to feel too. But I also encourage you to forgive yourself. To forgive yourself for anything you regret you did or didn't do to prepare for this. And forgive yourself for anything in the future that you realize you could have done differently. That's That's what this is. It's a It's an encouragement for you to be gentle with yourself. Because Mark, in the middle of this story, begins a shift in the perspective. After telling us how the disciples were doing, he pans the camera down below the deck. And there in the boat, we find Jesus sleeping on the cushion in the middle of of tracking this storm Jesus is fast asleep now we've come to learn a lot about Jesus we, we've come to admire him as a stunning teacher and a miracle worker and a compassionate person but now Mark would have us add to the list that Jesus is a deep sleeper that, that he knows how to sleep through a storm and I tell you what this past week and even last night it wouldn't have been bad for me to learn how to sleep like Jesus. I've had a lot of sleepless nights just like you. I've had a lot of tiring days just like you. I wish I could be calm like Jesus in a moment of fear and anxiety. Somehow Jesus located within himself a center of peace and calm amid the storm. And I want that for you. And I want that for me the good news is that Mark tells us that it is possible how did Jesus do this how was he able to have as Paul described a a peace that passes all understanding and how can we I think it has to do with the fact that no matter what we go through over these next few days and weeks and months we're not alone we're not alone you are not alone You may be surrounded by family right now, either in your home or in an evacuated area or or, or in a different place. You may be separated from your family right now, but I want you to know you're not alone because Jesus is on the ship with you and there is a possibility of peace over these next difficult days, weeks, and months. There's another story I'd like to tell you. Uh, 281 years ago, John Wesley was in a hurricane. Now, he didn't call it a hurricane, but based on his description of being storm tossed in a storm in the middle of the Atlantic, the way he described it in his journal, he might as well have been in a hurricane. This is what he said At noon, our third storm began. At four, it was more violent than before. The winds roared round about us, whistled as distinctly as if it had been a human voice. The ship not only rocked to and fro from the utmost violence, but shook and jarred with so unequal, grating motion that one could not, but with great difficulty, keep one's hold of anything, or stand a moment without it. Every ten minutes came a shock against the stern or the side of the ship, which one would think should dash the planks to pieces. That's scary stuff. Enough to make us fear for the worst. And and there was certainly a part of him that did fear for the worst. But here is the powerful part, that amid the storm, John Wesley found solace from a surprising source. Among his shipmates, were a group of German Moravian Christians whose calm and peaceful strength made an indelible impression upon him. He realized he wasn't alone, and he watched these Moravian Christians do something extraordinary. This is what he said. In the midst of the song wherewith their service began, the sea broke over and split the mainsail in pieces, covered the ship, "'poured in between the decks "'as if the great deep had already swallowed us up. "'A terrible screaming began among the English. "'The Germans calmly sung on. "'I asked one of them afterward, "'Were you not afraid?' "'And he answered, "'I thank God, no.' "'I asked, "'But were not your women and children afraid?' And he replied mildly, no, our women and children are not afraid to die. From then, I went to their their crying, trembling neighbors and pointed out to them the difference. That in the hour of trial between him that feareth God and him that feareth him not. At 12, the wind fell. This was The most glorious day which I have hitherto seen. The countenance of the Moravian Christians made a deep impact on John Wesley in that moment. It not only calmed him during that storm, but it inspired him to draw closer to God in his walk with Christ. Here he was. He was a minister of the gospel, he was a a spiritual leader of people, he was a, a missionary to a foreign land, but even he had fears and he had regrets. And he felt very much what you and I are feeling. And he needed the example of a humble, centered calm to remind him that God was in this. What can we learn from a sleeping Jesus and a singing group of Moravians? God is in this with us god is in this with you in fact we would do well to practice that knowledge now not the sleeping part but the singing part i I invite us to sing i mean literally right now wherever you are uh, a couple songs that seem very pertinent for this time sing like the moravians did Sing like Wesleyan people do. And if you don't want to sing out loud, then just hear these words and let them hum in your soul over these next 24 hours.
1: When peace, like a river, attendeth my way, when sorrow. To guide the future As he has the past Thy hope, thy confidence Let nothing shake All now mysterious Shall be bright at last Be still my soul the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below
0: and as John Wesley heard those Moravian Christians singing And as you hear yourself singing in the middle of the storm, there will be a peace and a calm that fills you and a sense that God is with you even in the midst of this. You know, there's an important part of the story with the Moravians that we often forget. We learned that on the ship, they not only sang but they also served. They served other people. They they did the shot the jobs on the ship that no one else wanted to do. They took it upon themselves to make other people's lives better. They humbled themselves in the form of a servant, and that deeply impacted John Wesley as well. Not just the singing part, but the serving part. This is what Wesley said in his journal. He said, of their humility, they had given a continual proof that perform, performing those servile offices for the other passengers which none of the English would undertake. They neither desired nor would, would receive any pay, saying, quote, it was good for their proud hearts and their loving Savior had done more for them. And every day had given them occasion of showing a meekness which no injury could move. If they were pushed or struck or thrown down they rose again and went away but no complaint was found in their mouth these are hard days and there are difficult hours ahead we're filled with fear and we're tired we're filled with regret and we feel so fatigued but there are two words today that I I encourage you to remember. One is to sing and the other is to serve. And I know, I know we will get through this as we sing and serve together. There's a phrase that comes to mind, one final phrase I wanna offer to you. Uh, Who knows what these next hours will bring. This time tomorrow, Hopefully the storm will begin to pass us by and we'll begin to to see what damage or effects this storm has on our lives. But the storm will be over. This is not a perpetual storm. And there will come a moment later today when when all the uncertainty will be over, all the waiting will be done, the storm will be upon us, and then it will pass. And our initial reaction will be grief and it will be dread it may be terror it might be sadness but you know what for all of us there will come a time when we will realize that the storm is over and we don't have to wait in fear anymore for it to come and we don't have to be glued to the TV or the internet for the latest hurricane track And the latest projections and we don't have to wonder where Irma is anymore and we don't have to prepare for this not knowing what's going to happen we don't have to do any more of that because it will be done and my phrase to you is that there will be a moment when you and I will be able to flip the switch we'll be able to flip the switch from fear and waiting and anxiety mode knowing now what has happened and what we have to deal with. And my confidence is that whenever the Spirit calls you to flip the switch, you will know it, and God is going to fill you with so much strength and courage to face this adversity, knowing that you don't have to fear anymore. Now you can do, and now you can serve. I know this because we've seen it. We've seen it all over the world. When tragedy strikes, when people are caught off guard by absolute travesty, people flip the switch. And that that is an act of, of God's grace, that you'll be able to do things that you didn't think you were able to do. And you will be able to serve and care for your needs and the needs of others. And I want you to know that this church we'll be able to flip the switch to. That that we will be able to recalibrate who we are and what we do for this next term of our ministry together to respond to people in need, to your needs, to the needs of the people in the community, and it will require all of us together in the church to not only deal with our own suffering, but to help each other deal with theirs. We can do this together. We can be servants like the Moravian Christians were on that boat. We can be singing servants who are both comforted by God's grace and challenged by God's grace. This storm is just temporary. It seems like the wait has been interminable, but it will be done. This time, tomorrow, it will be done. The waiting will be over. And then we are gonna be able to flip that switch together And watch what God can do as we lift our eyes higher and beyond the storm. God will be with us in this. You know, uh, one last story. John Wesley flipped the switch. He flipped the switch um, when he got back from England, got back to England after this storm. He was so impressed by the Moravian Christians' behavior on the boat. He flipped the switch and wanted to learn more about this sense of assurance that he had in his life, that, that he was longing for in his life. And it drove him to seek more about the Moravians and led him to a Moravian worship service one night on Aldersgate Street. And there it was in a worship service filled by the same brethren that had impressed him on boat the same Moravian Christian kinds of people, where he felt his heart strangely warmed. And that changed his life forever. That's gonna happen to us. This suffering will be difficult. Uh, It's just going to be hard. But God's grace is greater than the storms. And God will lead you to a brighter day. There is resurrection. There is new life beyond this. God will be with us. God will be with us. May God fill you with a peace that enabled Jesus to slumber through the storm. May God help you hear the voice of Jesus speak into the hurricane of your soul. Peace be still. May you be centered in Christ as you sing praise to God over these upcoming hours, and may you find a way to serve those who are in need and to tend to your own needs after this storm is over. Breathe, relax, prepare, pray, and remember that God is with us. I wanna offer this closing prayer you may choose to keep your eyes open, if you wish, uh, as, as these prompts call to your mind, uh, things that you can be praying for. Yeah, you may even choose to extend your hands and hold them up as a way of physically gesturing the receipt of God's blessing, as I pray for all of us in this moment. Let us pray. Oh, God confer upon all of us and the people we love a sense of your strength and your courage and a profound sense of your peace in the midst of this storm. First of of all, God, we name before you, either in silence and in our hearts, the people that we love who are in the storm's path, receive them by name. We think about them. We pray for them. We pray for our own selves, our own safety. We pray for the condition of our spirit. Please give us the courage to persevere. Please help us to to conquer the anxieties that we feel, the regrets. May it be governed by your love and a sense of self-forgiveness. We pray for the call of the church to respond to people in need. And we pray for our belief in the resurrection. May it be strong. May it be sturdy. May it be governed by your love. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Before I offer a benediction, a couple words of announcement to you. Uh, The first is that the church office obviously is closed today and tomorrow and Tuesday. We generally follow the pattern where if the school system is closed, the church office and its activities are also closed. We'll continue to monitor the effects of the storm on church operations, and we will let you know uh, when it is safe for uh, staff people and uh, lay people to come back to the church. Obviously, a lot of that will have to do with whether the church has power again, Um, but we will uh, monitor those events and hope to get the church going as as soon as it is reasonable to do so. Uh, It also means that the church server is down, the email server, Uh, as a precaution for hurricane preparedness. uh, We shut down the server for email as well as the telephone line uh, to protect from any potential lightning surges. So that means that uh, we are unable to receive or send emails as a church staff. So certainly uh, you can feel free to contact us if you want to, if there's a, if there's a deep need um, with, uh, with social media. Uh, I believe that the pastoral on-call line is still uh, working, however. So if you call 253-5388, Um, I believe that our answering service will still be working, and if there's a pastoral emergency, then uh, we can still respond to you. Uh, I uh, I want to encourage all of us to take care of ourselves, and uh, just know that God is with us in the midst of this. Uh, It has been a delight to be here with you. I think you can certainly rewatch any of this that you want to, but particularly remember the singing part and the serving part, as we venture into this storm together. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, profound peace. And let all God's people say, Amen.